Hello everyone, it's Mr. Charlton here, and this is Audio Story 176. Now the next story has been chosen by Joe. Hello Joe, and he has asked for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Are you ready? Okay, let's begin. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Flint Lockwood dreamt of becoming a great scientist. From his treehouse laboratory, he invented wonderful gizmos like spray-on shoes, rat birds, a flying car, and a monkey thought translator. But nobody took Flint seriously. Everybody just thinks I'm a weirdo, he said. The world needs your originality, Flint. You just have to grow into it, his mum reassured him. From that moment on, I was determined to invent something great, Flint recalled. My dream was to help my hometown, a tiny island hidden under the A's in the Atlantic called Swallow Falls. We were famous for sardines until the day the baby Brent sardine Connery closed for good. Soon, all of us were stuck eating the sardines that nobody else wanted. Life became grey and flavourless. Years later, Flint dashed around a futuristic lab, making the final preparations for his greatest invention yet. A machine that turned water into food. His trusty lab partner was a monkey named Steve. Everyone is going to love this, Flint said. Suddenly, a huge spark of electricity shocked Flint. Power surged through the lab and escaped outside. Flint caused a blackout at his dad's house. Don't you think it's time to give up this inventing thing and get a real job? Flint's dad, Tim, asked. No, why? Flint responded. Well, all your technology stuff, it uh, always ends in uh, disaster. I want you to work full time at the tackle shop, Tim said. Oh, Dad, Flint protested. No more inventing, Tim said firmly. Dad, I know I can do this and Mum did too, Flint cried. Meanwhile, at Sardine Circle, the mayor unveiled his plan to save the town. Under this tarp is the greatest tourist attraction ever built by humans, he grandly promised to the cheering crowd. And I've arranged for live coverage from a major network and the most experienced professional reporter, the mayor boasted. In reality, the network sent a young intern named Sam Sparks to cover the story. At the tackle shop, Flint offered to watch over the store so Tim could attend the mayor's announcement. As soon as he was alone, Flint snuck out and headed towards the town power station. He was going to prove his invention actually worked. Flint manoeuvred past the town policeman, Earl, and arrived at a massive electrical tower. He climbed up while carrying a bundle of jumper cables. This is a great idea, he told himself. At Sardine Circle, news reporter Sam Sparks nervously began her first national broadcast. Uh, uh, Hello, Uh, Sam Sparks, I'm America, she fumbled. Or let's just go to the mayor. So, here it is, the attraction the world has been waiting for. Sardine Land, the mayor chuckled. 
the lazy local celebrity, Baby Brent, strutted on stage in a diaper to cut the ribbon, revealing a tiny, sardine-themed water park. At the same time, Flint attached jumper cables to large, sparking electrical coils at the top of the tower. Flint shocked himself and was hurtled to the ground. Flint popped up and connected a jumper cable to the top of his food machine. Cheeseburger, the FLDSMDFR, said before unexpectedly rocketed away, dragging Flint helplessly behind it. The machine blasted through Sardine Circle. People jumped out of the way as it tore through the crowd. Flint clung to a jumper cable for dear life. Sorry, he called. The jumper cable snapped, launching the FLDSMDFR high into the sky. The stunned crowd surveyed the rubble of Sardine Land and turned their backs on Flint in disappointment. Flint hid on a ladder with Steve below the dock, but Sam stumbled upon him. Flint was immediately smitten with her. My whole career was ruined by some crazy jerk riding a homemade rocket, she complained. Suddenly, a realisation hit Sam. You hit me with the rocket! Before Flint could explain, dark clouds rolled in and cheeseburgers poured from the sky. Flint looked up in awe. My machine works, he said in disbelief. Sam raced back to Sardine Circle and found her cameraman, Manny. On live TV, she reported, Okay, everybody, you are not going to believe this one, but I'm standing in the middle of a burger rain. This could be even bigger than Sardine Land, she said once again. Uh, Can you make it food again? said the town cop Earl. Oh, you've got to be kidding. But Sam was determined. Please, please, do it again, do it again. Flint agreed. Yes, yes, I'll, I'll try, I'll try. The whole town was bubbling with excitement as Flint took Sam and Manny back to his lab. Tim was sceptical, however. Dad, just give me one more chance, Flint begged. Tim grumbled. Cheeseburgers from the sky? That's not natural, he told his son. My town... It is my town, and this invention could save the whole town. Plus, there's a girl here, Flint softly confided. All right, Tim conceded. Thanks, Dad. Flint whooped as he led Sam and Manny into the lab. Flint demonstrated how the FLDSMDFR worked and explained that it could generate any food. How about Jell-O, Sam asked. Flint got excited. Oh, I love Jell-O too. And peanut butter, right? Oh, no, no, no. I am severely allergic to peanuts, Sam responded. Flint thought quickly and transmitted a breakfast order to the flying FLDSM DFR. Gubby Burrs, Steve said through the monkey thought translator. Everybody likes gummy bears. Well, those cheeseburgers were only the beginning because a breakfast system is on its way to Swallow Falls. My forecast, sunny side up, Sam reported. Swallow Falls was bombarded with delicious breakfast food. That day, the mayor instructed Flint to make it rain food for 30 straight days because he was turning the town into a tourist destination for food lovers. He even renamed the town Chuad Swallow. Chu and Swallow. Chu and Swallow. Flint took requests for every conceivable type of food. It never, ever ended. 
as the FLDSM DFR rained down delicious morsels three times a day. The mare ate too much and grew larger and larger and larger. Leftovers, not a problem with Flint Lockwood's latest invention. The Oat Sighter, Sam explained on camera. Flint had created a giant catapult that flung uneaten leftovers to the top of the hill outside of the town. One day, Town Cop Earl went to Flint with a request. It's my son Cal's birthday tomorrow, and I was just wondering if you could make it rain something special, he asked sheepishly. Well, I'm pretty backed on requests, plus you're always mean to me, Flint replied as Earl walked away. Flint had a change of heart and decided to treat Earl's son to an ice cream snow day. The next morning, Earl took Cal sledding down a huge scoop of mint ice cream. Chew and Swallow was blanketed in 31 flavours of ice cream. Kids gobbled up as much as they could eat. Then they started snowball fights. Sam reported that the ice cream snow was the best in the whole wide world. And they even invited people from a cruise ship. They wanted to Ed to chew and swallow. The mayor's plan was working. Flint finally worked up the nerve to ask Sam on a date. He took her to a giant jello mold he built for her in the middle of the night. Oh, jello's my favourite, Sam said in delight. It's a solid, it's a liquid, it's a viscoelastic polymer made of polypeptide chains, but you'll eat it. Realising that she never revealed more about her love of science than she wanted to, Sam continued, I mean, it tastes good and that's all that matters. Flint cocked his head and looked at Sam. He asked her why she pretended to be less smart than she really was. Looking down, Sam responded, When I was a little girl, I wore a ponytail. I had glasses and I was totally obsessed with the science of weather, she said. Sam said that kids used to tease her and call her Four Eyes. Flint placed Sam's glasses on her face. Wow, I mean, you were okay before, but now you're even more beautiful. He liked how smart she was. As the sun set through the jello mould, Flint leaned in for a kiss. Suddenly, his phone rang. Oh, it's the mayor, Flint said. I'm so sorry. I just, it's really important, he explained to Sam. He had to go to his lab. On his way there, Flint noticed an enormous hot dog on the road. These are big hot dogs, he said worriedly. Back at the lab, Steve was playing with the mustard. Yellow, he said. You're right, Steve. The danger meter is in the yellow, Flint said. The mayor unexpectedly appeared and assured Flint that there was nothing to worry about. I mean, bigger is better, right? Flint asked again his better judgment. Oh yeah, the mayor chuckled. Bigger is always better. The next day, visitors streamed off the cruise ships into town. Who's hungry? Welcome tourists to chew and swallow, the mayor called. That is one big mare, the tourists crackled. The mayor had been eating way too much food. The celebration was underway, and without further ado, our town's hero is Flint Lockwood, the mayor said. Flint dramatically cut the ribbon to the cheers of the crowd. Later, Sam confronted Flint. There's a problem. I think the food's getting bigger, she said. She thought he might need to turn off the FLDSMDFR. Flint looked appalled. For the first time in my life, everybody loves something that I've done, 
he said in defence. Danger! 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 Steve cried. Flint's face dropped when he looked to see a massive spaghetti tornado heading straight for the town. Mamma mia! Flint cried as he dashed back to the lab. Sam was right. Flint rushed inside to find the mayor ordering food at the computer. I've got to stop the machine. Everybody's in danger because of me, Flint said. Oh, it can't be that bad, said the mayor. Flint entered the kill code to shut down the FLDSMDFR, but nothing happened. What exactly did you order? Flint asked. A Vegas style or you can eat buffet, replied the ever more plump mayor. The mayor was getting bigger and greedier. Flint's dad, Tim, searched for Flint and found him curled up in a trash can. Well, I tried to help everybody, but instead I ruined everything, Flint said. Tim looked at his son and gave some encouragement. Well, when it rains, you put on a coat. That's what you need to do. Tim handed Flint the lab coat his mum had given him as a boy. Flint took a breath. (sighs) Come on, Steve. We've got to do something, he said. And he was ready. He loaded the FLDSMDFR kill code onto a small data drive. Flint drove his flying car into town and apologised to everyone. Then he showed them the small drive. I will fly up into that food storm, plug in the machine and shut it down forever. The mayor realised this would ruin his plans and shouted, This is all his fault, get him! Flint and Steve jumped into the flying car for the safety of the crowd. Hey, this mess we're in, it's all their fault, said Earl. Flint, Sam, Manny and Steve piled into the flying car. I'm coming too, Baby Brent said. I've been coaching and I've been coasting and I wanted to do something since I was a baby. Maybe up there I'll find out who I really am. They took off towards the menacing food storm. Through a pea soup fog they could see a giant meatball asteroid that had grown around the FLDSMDFR. The meteoroid, or should I say the meat eoroid, shot a slice of mushroom pizza from its blowhole. It broke through the window and knocked the data drive out of Flint's hand. <gasps> Baby Brent said as the drive fell through the sky. Flint called his dad for help. I just need you to go into my lab, get on a computer and email a file to my cell phone, Flint told Tim from his cell phone. Tim tried, but instead of the kill code, he sent a funny cat video. He didn't understand technology at all. It was getting worse and worse and worse. The flying car flipped upside down. Flint and Sam jumped out and into the intake hole that sucked clothes into the meat aroid. For some reason, Baby Brent leapt out too. Flint and Sam landed inside a giant food cavern. They headed towards the FLDSMDFR at the center of the meat steroid when a fearful Baby Brent stumbled into them accidentally. After gaining their bearings, the group surveyed their surroundings. Sam pinpointed the location of the FLDSMDFR. Back at Chew and Swallow, the dam holding the leftovers at the top of the hill was going to burst. Earl led an evacuation using boats made of bread. Everybody head to the docks, he called. It's an emergency. The mayor stole the first boat and sailed away. Bon voyage and bon appetit, he said, while chomping on his bread boat. 
but Earl managed to get everyone safely away in the remaining boats by sailing south, away from the food storm. Chew and Swallow wasn't the only place being plagued by food storms. All across the globe, torrential food rained down on unsuspecting cities. <gasps> what had happened? In Paris, a colossal sandwich fell onto the Eiffel Tower. The FLD-SMDFR had to be stopped. On the meteoroid, huge roasted chickens surrounded the group. I don't know, I, I think they're kind of cute, Brent said. Suddenly, a chicken swallowed Brent in one big gulp. Terrified, Flint and Stam started to run away when Brent popped his head out of the chicken and wore it like a costume. I'm not Baby Brent anymore. I'm Chicken Brent, Baby Brent said. Can you believe it? He's turned into a chicken. What is happening? Brent held off the other chickens while Flint and Sam escaped. They came upon a ravine with razor-sharp points. That's peanut brittle, Sam realised. She was allergic to peanuts. She needed to keep away from it. Using a licorice rope, Sam lowered Flint into a hole. Steam swept up through the cavern. Sam lost her grip and cut her arm, ow, which immediately started to swell. Flint told Brent to take Sam back to the flying car and get her some medicine. Sam didn't want to leave Flint behind. Look, I like you okay, she confessed. Like as a friend, Flint asked. No, I like you. I really, really like you. Goodbye, Sam, Flint said as he bit the licorice rope and fell into the darkness below. Brent scooped up Sam and ran back to the blowhole. They jumped out and landed with a thud on the flying car. Flint landed inside a mammoth food cave. The FLDSM DFR dangled from the centre of the roof. Flint silently crept towards it, but the machine shot food at him. Flint hid in a giant hot dog bun. Can you believe it? He was hiding in a hot dog. Flint swung to the FLDSM DFR on a spaghetti string. Sorry, old friend. The kitchen's closed. Flint sealed the machine's food hole shut with spray-on shoes. The FLDSMFDR exploded in a meaty mess. Back in Chew and Swallow, the breadboats returned to shore as the flying car landed without Flint. Tim approached the car. Flint, he hoped. I'm sorry, Sam said. Your son was a great man, but he's not here. Out of nowhere, a flock of rat birds flew down and gently dropped Flint to the ground. A relieved Tim hugged him tightly as the crowd cheered. I love my son, Tim said proudly. Flint hugged Sam as it rained down sunshine on the tiny island home. The end. Joe, boys and girls, I hope you enjoyed the story, and I will see you again very soon on Mr. Chelton's Audio Stories. Bye, bye, bye. Thank you.